Dr. Lewis E. Burns was quoted as saying in 1955, You requested that I look into Dr. Ravisi's treatment of cancer. This I did, and find it far beyond my wildest expectations. His results are amazing. Sam Donaldson, in an ABC News 1996 interview with Larry King about cancer, was quoted as saying, We can cure this disease if we can get a national effort behind it. Little Essie's cancer doctors at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, a hospital that was also known as CHOP, had estimated Issy had two or three terrible weeks of pain left to live. $500,000 of prior medical treatments had not cured her because a grapefruit-sized tumor pressed against the four-year-old's large intestine and liver. Meanwhile, the malignant growth had sprouted a six-foot predatory spider leg that wrapped itself around her spine. In addition, one of her chemotherapy sessions at CHOP had injured her kidneys and bladder, according to her father, Vernon Morin. The Morins were cautioned by Issy's doctors that their daughter would probably die a painful death, although her docs would prescribe some narcotics to try to reduce her pain. Vernon said the only good news they had to offer was that the end would come quickly. Her parents would not give up, however. Two days after starting Dr. Ravisi's treatment, Issy's pain disappeared, so she no longer needed any painkillers. The first office visit cost less than $200. The medicine was free. Instead of dying, Issy spent that summer playing and swimming in the river behind her parents' home. As her treatment continued, she gained weight, began to grow, returned to preschool, and started ballet classes. Her sweet and playful disposition returned as well. After nine months of Ravisi's care, Issy's once massive tumor was smaller than a golf ball. The dangerous spider leg was dead. Where tests had previously shown 98% cancer cells in her peripheral blood, now there was none. Meanwhile, when no one else could help Issy Morin, the state of New York yanked Dr. Ravisi's medical license. Nor was Issy's battle over. The long-term effects of her kidney damage caused her to go into shock. But the people who said Issy would only last a few weeks had not referred her to a kidney specialist. Issy would overcome the cancer, but like Ravisi, she was no match for the medical establishment. Five months after her first coma, Issy surrendered for the last time. Was it just luck that caused Issy's tumor to shrink so much? Why did the invasive spider leg shrivel up and go away? Well, consider that the 100-year-old Dr. Ravisi has had six decades of success with cancer patients who have benefited from his discoveries. Those patients were just as lucky and just as spontaneously healed as little Issy. For Dr. Ravisi is the doctor who cures cancer. More than 30 years ago, Dr. John Heller, who was then the medical director of the Sloan Kettering Memorial Cancer Center, privately said of Dr. Ravisi, I've known him for 10 years. I don't know how he does it, but patients walk in dead and walk out alive. This is the story of that man and his many lucky patients, and of a medical establishment that has fought him every step of the way.
Who is Dr. Ravisi? What has he discovered? And why do his patients consider him to be a miracle worker? Furthermore, how did the forces of conventional medicine stop him from helping the vulnerable issues of the world? Perhaps, more importantly, what do Ravisi's discoveries mean for the future of cancer treatment and other conditions, such as AIDS and drug addiction? And how can we personally benefit from his work? The answers to those questions and more start with an exploding ambulance.